Hey everybody, welcome back to Casa Walsh, a 90210 podcast. On today's episode, we'll be talking about the gentle art of listening. This episode premiered on December 6, 1990, and as promised last week, I have a special guest on this week's episode. It's my mom, Bonnie. Say hi. Hi. So before we get into the synopsis and everything of the episode, I just wanted to ask my mom a few questions. So when the show premiered, you were 29 years old, Mm -hmm. which means that you were the same age as Gabrielle Carteris, who played Andrea Zuckerman. Now, at 29 years old, did you watch 90210? Yes. You did watch it. Because you were watching it. But I wasn't watching it until I was a little bit older. I definitely did not watch it from the beginning. I was eight years old when the show started. So I think I started around season two, maybe season three. So, wondering, did you watch it from the beginning, or you only started watching it when I watched it? I think I watched it from the beginning, but I think you used to have parties, like you used to get together with your friends on the night it was on, and you'd watch it. On Thursday nights, because it was on Thursday nights. And that's what you But I don't do. remember if it was on at 8 or 9 o'clock, but my question is, there's a lot of, and we'll get into it when we talk about the episode, but there's a lot of sexual undertones and stuff like that. I was in elementary school. You had no problem with me watching the show. Well, it probably was on at 8 o'clock because you probably had to be in bed by 9. So it probably was on 8. 8 o'clock would be, it was okay for the kids to watch. And most of that stuff at your age probably went over your head. Probably, because I didn't know a lot of what was going on until watching it years later. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, so... Now, watching it as a 29-year-old, did you like it? Like, did you think that you were a little too old for it? Or did you no, think I that... I liked it. It's like watching Melrose Place. It's like watching it was just a younger version of that kind of show. Well, Melrose Place was a spinoff of 90210. Well, there you go. <laughs> okay. So I think a lot of the early episodes of 90210 were very kind of trying to be PC, talk about topics that are popular. And this one in particular, I think, was very me too ish a little bit because of the date rape and stuff so what did you think about it i think it was an important topic to bring up and i think it was handled well especially for a younger audience it wasn't graphic it wasn't anything and i think there was consequences at the end and that's going to help young girls to understand it's not okay so I take pretty diligent notes when watching the episode and reviewing it. And I just, looking at your notes, I'm just going to read what you wrote. And feel free to chime in if any of this means anything. Rodeo Drive, DJ David Silver, Steve equals Ian, Dylan, Andrea Zuckerman is like Paris Gilman? Geller. Geller. On, on Gilmore Girls. Why are they similar? Well, she was also run the school paper, and she was very tough and bossy. And just when I watched her, I thought of Gilmore Girls. Okay. Um, Peach Pit? This yeah. was just to remind myself of the names of the things, to be okay. honest with you. <laughs> you wrote, making it question mark. That I have no idea why I wrote that. <laughs> okay. Um recycle in 1990 very impressed impressed. very impressed that they brought up and made that a subject they were recycling to recycle back then 
Because now we, it's, we do it all the time. We would never think twice about it. Who was recycling? Um, I don't remember that. The mom, Dylan, um, Cindy, Brandon, Brandon's mom. Cindy, yeah. yes. Cindy. Cindy was the perfect home, you know, home no, care person. She, was, she brought it up. And so I was she was like, recycling. oh, that's interesting. And then your last note just says Dylan again. Just try, probably like him. <laughs> He's cute. Well, who didn't like, you know. Who didn't like Dylan? Yeah. Dylan. Although I was, uh, this is a good question then. So I had pictures all over my walls Yes. Um, as a kid from numerous TV shows, Save the Bell, 90210. Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I don't think I had Ninja Turtles. Anyway. But I, um, I definitely was a Brandon girl. I love Jason Priestley. He also, fun fact, shares my birthday. We have the same birthday, August 28th. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a pillow, I believe, with the cast of 90210, a little pillow. Mm-hmm. And I think I had little pins on my, you know, denim. I don't know if I've ever had the dolls. They had dolls then. I don't remember buying dolls. Okay. No. Um, now, since you were 29, you're only a little bit older than the cast, except mm-hmm. for, I think, some of the younger ones. Um, so if you had to pick one of the guys on the show, who would you go for? Dylan. Dylan. Did you like the bad boy, or is it just Luke Perry? Well, really, Luke Perry. Yeah. The two of them were, you know. But I will say, watching it again, I do find Ian Ziering very attractive. If you look at him, he's a... I mean, he aged marvelously because you know Sharknado but I think he um I think he's a very good looking guy and yet to fully grow up as Brian Austin Green he's still I think only 16 at the beginning so but he's not <laughs> well on the show he was 16 playing so he, was the, he, he was the he and youngest. Tori Spelling and Douglas Emerson who played his friend Scott were the three youngest ones on the show they were 16 all of them. So they were more age. They were playing age high school. Yes, yes, correct. So now, getting into the episode, we're just going to go through it all. There's a lot to unpack, and there's a lot going on in this episode. So it starts out, we're at school, we see cheerleaders, and there's a bunch of football players, so there's some big, you know, football event going on, and Brandon is wearing an amazing newsboy hat backwards, those should come back in style, and he's watching some of the cheerleaders, he's making eyes with one in particular, and he also sees a little uh, girl um, who's probably a freshman or something, just kind of looking at him longingly, she clearly has a crush on him. We find out also in this episode that David got the job of the new voice of West Beverly High School. So he's kind of the radio disc jockey in the school. And also, I just want to, did any other people have these type of, um, you know, radio shows in high school? I've seen it on some other shows, Say by the Bell had it also for an episode. And um, my school is a smaller school, so we didn't have anything like that. Um, but it's kind of cool they had in their school people playing music before school started. But again, I don't know how many people are getting to school much earlier and want music in the hallways. But just curious if any other schools had anything like that. Anyway, so getting back to the episode, um, we find out what's going on is something called Grudge Week. So I think it's a bunch of football games going on and Brandon and Steve and Dylan are all talking about it. Brandon's also telling the guys that he's a little annoyed that this freshman girl has a crush on her, 
crush on him and then he goes home and he's also complaining about it to his mom which is funny because I don't know what kid would have a problem with a freshman having a crush on him I mean he's obviously not going to date her so it's just funny that that's something that would bother him at the same time, Brenda's complaining to Brandon about Donna and Kelly and how all they want to do is shopping, and she kind of wants to do something meaningful. She thought about possibly going for cheerleading, which she kind of jokes around, how is that meaningful? But then he tells her about this teen rap line, which is like a teen hotline, that Andrea runs. And he said that's something maybe that she'd want to be interested in doing. So Brenda goes and talks to Andrea about it. You can tell that Andrea is a little hesitant. She thinks that Brenda's probably just like a ditzy girl and doesn't really want to do it she just wants something you know to say that she did it and Andre tells her that you really need to be dedicated and give up in your social life to do it and Brenda says I'm all in so that night is the first night that Brenda is attending a rap line and she's kind of just listening in because she's training and in the middle of it Kelly calls the rap line for a personal call to Brenda and she kind of gets in trouble for it but Brenda said that's just her ride same time we see Brandon at work at the peach pit and Nat is getting a massage in the back room and it's a young woman doing something called acupressure. We're back at the wrap line and it's the end of the night. The lines close at 10 o'clock and Brenda and Andre are outside waiting for their rides to pick them up. Andre gets picked up by a van which I'm curious what kind of van this is does it take her back to her you know house which is out of the district but just curious about this van that picks her up uh, or it could be a taxi service of some sorts and then um, Brenda's still waiting for Kelly she goes back inside to give Kelly a call just to see if she left yet Kelly answers the line so obviously she hasn't left but she says that she's on her way now she'll be there in a few minutes just then Brenda's going to walk it back outside the phone rings and she answers it thinking that it's Kelly the person on the other line sounds like that she's a little bit nervous she doesn't want to tell Brenda her name but the only thing that she says is that she thinks that she's been raped next thing we know Kelly shows up and Brenda's upset that she answered the phone and she kind of tells Kelly what happened and then she said that she thinks she knew who it was because the voice sounded familiar but she's not exactly 100% sure so the next day at school, we see Brandon talking to Steve and David's introducing all of the football players for grudge week. And Brandon's telling Steve about the woman that was giving Nat a massage and that he thought he was getting some vibes from her. Maybe she's interested. And Steve asked how old she was. And Brandon says she's in her early 20s, probably 23. And if that's the case, if she is in fact flirting with him, it's a little odd because he's a 16-year-old boy and that's disgusting at that age. But, you know, when if he's a little bit older, not a big deal. But 16 and 23, not okay. But anyways, back at the hotline, Andrea is wearing a vest and I love it. Uh, she's surprised to see Brenda came back and she, you know, she thought she was going to be coming in for one night only and that was it but you know she came back and you know Brenda's asking the teacher some questions she genuinely seems interested in helping people and just as they're about to end the evening a call comes in and Andrea tells the person on the call you know that their time ends at 10 o'clock but you know how could she help her and this girl asks for Brenda and Andrea's a little surprised by it 
But Brenda takes the phone and realizes that, you know, this is the girl that she was talking to and she tries to get her to, you know, tell her some more information, maybe tell her who she is. And she gets nervous and hangs up. The next day at school, Andre and Brenda are talking about the caller and Brenda says it could be anyone walking around here. She tells her that she definitely recognized the voice, but she's not 100% sure. Then we see Brandon and he asks Dylan for some advice about dating some older woman, assuming that Dylan has dated older woman, which, you know, obviously he has. Um, Brandon thinks that he's going to get lucky with this massage lady and we'll see what happens with that. So we're back at the rap line and Brenda is, you know, waiting to see if this call will come back again. When um, people are out in the call, she's making sure that it's not the caller that she wants to speak to. She's making sure that they're picking up lines right away. And 10 o'clock comes and goes and she doesn't receive a call. So the teacher says she thinks that they just have to go. So she's outside with Andrea waiting for their rides again. And Brenda's trying to convince Andrea that they should go back inside, that these calls were coming at specific times and it kind of coincided with the end of the football games. So after convincing her, they go back inside and they're waiting and waiting and waiting. And around 11 o'clock, a quarter to 11, the call comes in. Andrea answers the phone and she says to Brenda, it's for you. So Brenda takes the phone and Andrea's trying to coach her through it. Brenda's trying to probe to see who this person is, kind of asks if she goes to West Beverly or Beverly High School, realizing that it's probably someone, you know, that's getting attacked after these games. And then Brenda and Andrea are kind of arguing offline just about, you know, her approach and the caller realizes that she's speaking to someone and she says, who are you talking to? And Andre, Brenda says, Andrea. And she says, Andre who? She says, Andrea Zuckerman. And then the caller hangs up. And Andrea jokes to Brenda that it's probably not one of her biggest fans. At the same time, we see Brandon at the house with this massage therapist. She wants to try some techniques for him. And, um, you know, I think she kind of looks like a witch, so I don't really understand why he thinks that she's like this, like, amazingly hot woman. But and just also the style. Um, she's got some short hair and she's wearing some hood. She's got some weird clothes on. And But Brandon has interesting taste in women. We'll, we'll get to that as we go through the show. But anyways, as he's there, um, you know, he's dressed nicely. He's wearing cologne. He thinks he's gonna, you know, hook up with this girl. And then he finds out that she's married and she really just wants to use him as a subject. So again, I guess she's not so creepy that she was flirting with a 16-year-old boy because she really just wanted to use him to see if she can work on her techniques and stuff like that and she really wasn't interested in him the next day at school we see brenda approach a cheerleader named bonnie and this is the cheerleader at the very beginning of the episode brandon was kind of making eyes on when they were cheering and stuff and brenda basically says that she thinks that bonnie is the one that was calling her about the events that were happening after school and you can see Bonnie kind of get nervous and 
she's saying, you know, it's not her. And then after, you know, admitting it's her, she says that, you know, it was different calling and that she didn't have to see the person on the opposite line and kind of downplays the whole thing, saying it was kind of fun and she made it a bigger deal than it was. And then when Brenda pushes her a little bit more on the, you know, on the events of what's happening, Bonnie just says that Brenda's jealous, that she's popular and she's not, and she just wants to be her, and she wants to leave her alone, and Bonnie walks away. Brenda then goes to Andrea and talks to Andrea about it, and Andrea says that she really thinks that they need to go to the supervisor about this because this is a pretty serious issue, and it needs to be addressed, and they should do something about it, even if Bonnie doesn't want to do anything about it. Later that night, we see it's after a football game or after a pep rally or something like that. And Bonnie is in the hallway at school waiting for one of her friends. And her friend walks up with two guys. And her friend says to her that she was going to leave and go with these guys. And Bonnie says, you know, I thought you were going to leave with me. That's what I waited. And she, her friend says, sorry. And she's walking away. But Bonnie says, you know, can't you at least walk me to my car? And she's like, I'm really sorry. We have to go. So Bonnie walks to her car alone. And as she gets to her car, these two football players kind of pop up out of nowhere. And we saw these two guys when David in the earlier episode uh, was introducing all the football players. So there are two guys on the team. And you kind of see them kind of forcing themselves on on her. She's not interested. And they're being a little pushy, pushes her against the car. And just then we see some cops come out and arrest these guys. Bonnie's crying. And the supervisor is there, kind of starts consoling Bonnie. And in the shadows, we kind of see Brenda, Andrea, and Brandon and watching what's going on and Andrea says are you going to go down there and she says no and we kind of just leave it like that and then at the end of the episode it's the next day at school and we see that freshman girl staring at Brandon the one who has a crush on her and Brandon walks over introduces himself to her her name is Lucy and you could just see it completely makes her day and she walks away smiling and just then Scott says hi to her and she says hi to Scott and you see it kind of made his day so it's kind of cute that he had a little crush on her as well. So now for the fun facts and tidbits for the episode. So The girl named Lucy, the one who had a crush on Brandon, she might have looked familiar to you. And if she did, it was because she was in the amazing movie True Beverly Hills. She was one of the girls in Shelley Long's troupe. And also, I think when she was just a little bit older, she was in Good Morning, Miss Bliss. She was one of Zach's friends and she was on the show before it moved to, um, you know, becoming Saved by the Bell. So she was on the first season when it was just Good Morning, Miss Bliss. So additionally, um, if you watch the Power Rangers, Zach, who was the Black Power Ranger, he was in this episode walking by as an extra. I thought he looked familiar and I looked it up and he's uncredited, but it was 100% Zach, the Black Power Ranger. So I thought that was interesting. And lastly, the cheerleaders that we saw at the beginning of the episode were real cheerleaders, except for Bonnie. She was actually an actress, but uh, the cheerleaders in the episode were from Marina High School in Huntington Beach, California.
So that's it for this episode. Thank you all for listening to Casa Walsh, a 90210 podcast. And um, I really want to know what everybody thinks. So you can kind of review the episodes on any platforms that you're listening to the podcast. You can also reach out to me on Twitter at the Sam Lev or on Instagram at Sam Lev 28. DM me, tell me what you think, what you like about the podcast, what you don't like about the podcast. Definitely want to make these, um, you know, more enjoyable for everybody. So any, you know, tips and anything that anyone has is going to be helpful. Next episode, we'll be reviewing episode 10 and it's called Isn't It Romantic? And see you then.